All right, we're recording. Okay. May 7th. Fucking A, May 7th. Number, number three. <sighs> Fuck. We're in a roll. What's going on with you, Esther? You, you don't seem to be quite your usual energetic self. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like getting to me, this thing. What's this thing? The, the, the like, life pandemic. Fucking, you know, lockdown, craziness, like people trying to reopen and then other people not trying to reopen. And Are you just like, like deliberately downplaying the energy knowing that Hurricane Vanessa <laughs> is about to enter the building? I'm conserving all of my energy. No, man, like today, like, you know, I was just like doing my run this morning and I was just thinking like, fuck, I wonder if like someone will just like come and like shoot me. Wow, we're off to a very dark start here. No, but you know that with the video with uh, Ahmed Arberry uh, and no, you know, all that me. stuff. Yeah, and yeah, like, no, no, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's, wow. that's worthy of... Um, that's, that's worthy of some discussion, probably. Uh, although, and may, maybe that's where we go, but I think that'll, um, that'll definitely change the energy <laughs> from what we probably were expecting, but yeah. maybe rightfully so. But, I mean, I think also, too, um, you know, just like people have been expressing how, like, this week has been, like, a weird, like, um, like they hit a wall. That's for sure. Energetically, and, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and it's like, you know how, like, we have this, like, collective zeitgeist, like, people are, like, you know, part of the uh, the, the silent pulse, right? Everyone's kind of interconnected. And yeah. a lot of my peers are, like, still feeling, like, this, like, this week has been rough. Like, it's just been, like, yeah. And it's, like, it's okay. Like, I'm, like, I've just been, like, come to grips with, like, it's okay to feel sad. Like, it's totally fine. Well, you, you know, you, you know? saw that article that went around a couple of weeks ago, right? That, what the, that thing you're feeling right now is grief, right? Yeah. Did you read that article? I mean, it, it's, it's... No, what article is it? It's actually a pretty good article. It was kind of like trying to capture this sort of anti... We talked about, like, um, ambition porn and all that stuff, right? Yeah. But like, that, that tendency now for everyone to project accomplishment and you know, meaning and all that, whereas it's okay to just like fucking fall apart and feel depressed and feel like things are not okay because they're not. Um, but they're I do not have a question. Okay. I know, but I, but, but without changing the topic of discussion, there's, yeah. there's, there's two things I want to ask you. Okay. What's that? Go to, okay. So I wrote this down because I think that, um, I think that it's important. Number one, did you take your shoes off before you entered today's room? Well, I'm Asian. Okay. No, 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 no. And then my second coin, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, what will you do when Armageddon comes? What energy will you put in the vessel for the future? Meaning, am I being saved or like? You send just... me. You send me the podcast. This is Ocean Vong. Oh, Ocean Vong! Oh my god, that was so 
a million years ago. Oh my God, that was such a good podcast. Now that I, you know, I've, I've come to the grips that like, I really don't have good memory. Yeah. Like uh, an and that thing is, or you just you got so much going on you can't retain it all. no and you know and that is one of the reasons why i take photos all the time everyone's like yeah. oh my god you're so asian you take so many photos and i'm like no 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 you don't realize like i i'm a consistent journaler i don't know if you know this about me but but i've had journals since i was like nine well, judging by the, 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 the uh, sheer quantity of content that you crank out on social media, I, you, there's got to be some type of font, you know, a font that you go to for that. And, and to even make it like even creepier, like I have tracked every day yeah. on Google Calendar for the last like six years. It's kind of obsessive. I know. But I kind of have to, it's like very, have you watched that movie Memento? Do you remember that classic movie? Oh yeah, no, it's an amazing, amazing. Uh, like that's the guy Nicolas has Cage. Short no, it wasn't Nicolas Cage. No, who is it the, was, who's... it was that Aussie guy that had like two good movies. But like, remember, um, uh, like he had to like tattoo like all his shit in his body because he keeps forgetting. And, like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, who the fuck was such a good movie. Time? Sorry, I got yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, I'm like that guy, except yeah. I, I, I do Google Calendar. You do Google Calendar. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Well, the, uh, oh, here's the actual quote. When the, when the apocalypse comes, what will you put into the vessel for the future? Oh, right, the Noah's Ark reference. Yeah. Yes, exactly. it's bringing back to me. Yes. Yes. God. Is that, a, are you asking me or, or were you just like making the statement? <laughs> no, I'm asking you because I'm trying to, I'm trying to channel, I'm trying to be a vessel for your negative energy to, to project oh. it and, so that you're ready when Vanessa comes on. Oh man, what would I put in the vessel? Uh, probably this podcast. This is it. This is the vessel. Probably the podcast. Yeah, so we're episode three. I never thought we would actually get to episode two. Granted, it is like, different, though. It's very different. Episode three, I think, is going to take us to a whole new audience of, well, of 12. Well, I did the arithmetic on this. Since uh, Vanessa is bringing 50 people to listen, that represents a 1,700% increase in our uh, <laughs> listenership. Facts. And of course, it's, you know, let's talk about exponential theory here. Knowing what we know, 50 times what? 3x? We're looking at 150. I don't know, guys. I think we're going like to have to call it quits by episode four. It's like that, that thing where uh, if you start on one square of a chessboard with one uh, penny and then you double it for every square and you go around the board, how much, uh, how much money do you think you would have at the end? Is that it's like an actual equation? It's, yeah, it ends up being two to the 63rd power. No, yeah, two to the 63rd power, which is like. Who, who had the time to think that? 
It's you ever heard that one? No. Never. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Um, um what's up, Ben? How's life? I'm doing well. I think I, I hit this sort of the energy that you're at maybe a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like there's no longer any you know, for me at least existential fear and there's no more adrenaline and there isn't much excitement. So then what do you have? You just have this like very dull kind of empty feeling, right? Mm. And that you've got to just churn through. And then what's on the other side of that? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> more, more emptiness, meaning? Um, yeah, it's like so weird because like people are like, you need something to look forward to, you know, like, you know, that's how like people extend life. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Perfectly prom. Yes, you are. Four o'clock, Vanessa. Four o'clock. Vanessa, do you know Ben? You know, I don't (laughs) really know Ben, but Ben and I are connected because Jeremy, Ben, David, from who's your partner, right? My, or your colleague? Who's my partner? Yes, he is. He's my your partner. partner. So Jeremy my boy. grew up. Yeah, so he grew up with my ex in Staten Island. And I've known him for a really Shaolin. long time. And I remember, yeah. And I remember when he was going to work with you and I was like, that sounds like such a cool like law office. So yeah, it's a law office. We are no, but connected. it is cool. We have fun. I love Jay Dubs. He's 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 a, a prince of a man, and uh, I think really we met smart. before. Definitely. Yeah, yeah we definitely met before. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who I hasn't met like Vanessa? Uh, a lot of people. So, Vanessa, how, are we recording podcast. now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How's my background? Your background Girl, is a lot superior. To time me. out. It's a podcast. No one gives a shit. It's audio. Okay. It's it's audio. Oh, you could, none of it. Because I saw this but picture. But you look great for everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's like I a screenshot. one picture. Oh, got it. Okay. Well, for that one okay. picture, we could do a photo because shoot. Because I know Esther told you how... Vanessa, we can't hear you. Uh, do I count to three? <laughs> oh, Can you I hear see. me now? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you were posing. Me. Oh, I thought you were like, what you happened? stopped. I thought you stopped. Oh, you're posing. No, I was it. posing for my screenshot. Okay, we just but need to get. the screenshot that you did was like very lively. Like... We could, like, it to has it? to be candid. It has to be candid, okay? Anyways, how are you? Oh, you didn't like my like type A personality <laughs> listicle of things that I wanted to address. I we're gonna get there. I just but have I, so much that I want to talk about. Okay, well, the first burning question, I, uh, Vanessa. I I read that. I read that, and I have to admit, I was I was a little intimidated. I uh, 
Or were you, I, you actually made. Um, I was more intimidated than impressed. Yeah, I was a little impressed, but I was m more intimidated than anything. Okay, I just wanted to impress you. Um, we uh, we should. All right, but let's we should circulate that list of questions when we uh, when we publish this and uh, all of Vanessa's no. fifty listeners uh, check in. Yeah, let's be. I think completely fifty is really. Um, what? Okay. Go, okay. Vanessa. You no, I said we should really like set the bar that this is not a real podcast, even though all your fans on Facebook has been congratulating you, like you are like about to go on a TED talk. Okay. Vanessa. She's like honest. She's guys, she's literally frozen. I know. No, I hear I'm here. Dude, your internet is unstable. It says internet connection is unstable. Are no, you on? Are you on Comcast? You better be on Comcast. No. Are you on that shitty Atlantic broadband? Mm -hmm. Oh God, yeah. that's awful. Um. Anyways, I, I'm not. I'm, am I frozen now? I mean, I'm. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here. Okay, so let's talk about the fact let's that, go. let's go. go, we're just gonna jump right in. We're just gonna jump right in. Why do you think no one listening to reggaeton? <laughs> reggaeton is not streaming in the numbers that it was streaming before. And the thinking is that reggaeton is social music like it's you know you got on your boat or you go to the club or you go to the party and you're listening to reggaeton and i'm a rock and roll girl so i love that people are listening to heritage bands like fleetwood mac is streaming and led zeppelin is streaming and you know that's what's moving the needle right now to some degree i mean i'm sure post malone is doing fine in his streaming but Let, let's hope uh, let's hope i just hope for him because you know <laughs> um why do you is it because like fleetwood mac is best listened to by yourself in the bath maybe or in the bath or uh i think it's like comfort food you know I think Fleetwood yeah. Mac is like a nice cup of tea. It's like a candle burning. Or is it that people that listen to Fleetwood Mac tend to be alone? Tend to be what? Alone. Alone. Yeah, I think so. I once read this meme that said like, all across America, bathroom doors are shutting and moms are streaming landslide ad nauseum right now crying <laughs> with tears of fear so, and anguish but that's literal. <laughs> but that's pretty literal in my house i mean so what's your favorite fleetwood mac and, song uh, oh so many uh 
You have to have one. I kind of like, <sighs> did I have to pick one? That's so much pressure. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to throw you for a loop and say, stand back. Ooh. That's Stevie Nicks. Mm. That, that was a loop. For her. That was a total yeah. loop. I thought you would say like dreams. I'm going to throw you for a loop. It's not landslide. It's not leather and lace. <laughs> dreams. Yeah. I like Sarah. My sister's name is Sarah. So I like that. The gypsy, the white winged dove. How about um, you, Ben? Do you have a Fleetwood Mac song? I, I, like, I like the songs where uh, there's, she's singing about like her like rebellious neediness, you know, like she, yeah, she's needy, but she's rebellious. Right. Oh, wait, that's, oh, wait, that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, you know, if you've ever seen them in concert, you know, well, when uh, Lindsay was touring with them, now he's not any longer, but, you know, she would sing these songs that you would think were about him, and then at the end, she would tip the, you know, uh, I'm getting older too. And then she would tip her hat at the end and swing her cape and think, oh my God, that moment between them. But then I read her biography and that's just for show. I mean, it wasn't really <laughs> about him, those moments. So, you know. Yeah. You probably little, thought that song was about you. Know, it was a little disappointing, but that's showbiz. That's showbiz, that Car right? That's Carly Simon, Ben, not Nate. Um, that song that you just try to quote. Yeah, okay. Same okay, difference. One? I didn't know, but now I'm pretending I knew. That this song was about him? We can talk about Carly Simon, too. No, we don't want to go there. Let's just oh, talk about... yeah. Let's talk about COVID-19. Okay, what are you listening to, Esther? I was... Okay, I but still, just quickly, what are you listening to since you're, like, the cool music? You're listening to reggaeton, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest, Bad Bunny and J Balvin. <laughs> Their Instagram is giving me life, always. Yeah. Um, right. What am I listening to? Bad Bunny's album is pretty good. The new Bad Bunny album was not bad. Yeah. Respect to Bad Bunny. Um, yeah. It's, no, it's really good. What? New, I mean, you know, I kind of outplayed the Fiona Apple record, Ben. Sorry. And now I'm kind of over it. It's not as good as I wanted it to be in the beginning. <laughs> I think I got... I think Pitchfork got me all hyped. Yeah, Pitchfork really hyped that album in a way that, like, there was no way to like it as much as possible after reading what Pitchfork had to say about it and Consequence of Sound. And yeah. New York Times and fucking every, you know, legitimate journalistic, you know, right. output. It's not like an easy listen that you want to, you know, like do your dishes to, but. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> what about the new Drake record? That Ben was like, oh, let's talk about the new Drake oh. record. I'm like, I don't fucking want to talk about the new Drake record. I, but I did listen to the new Only Drake record. Only because you're a super fan. Only. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a super fan. I'm a super fan. Vanessa, have you listened to the new right. Drake record? We were going to try and have, we were going to try it. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, my daughter is like tootsie sliding all over my house. Um, but <laughs> she was like telling me right foot up, left foot back. That's the moonwalk, mommy. And I was like, oh, thank you for oh, translating that for me. So cute. And now she's moonwalking. Yeah. So um, we were going to have Drake call in today, but he couldn't. Oh, right. Was doing he was busy, but on the next podcast, there's a good chance he'll call in. Okay, with a cease and desist letter towards <laughs> Esther. <probably. laughs> Stop! Oh yeah, slide at nauseum. Um. Well, no, so, I I wanted to. I, I you had so many topics to talk about besides the fact that we just wanted to catch <laughs> up. But how are you doing? Well, let's like, just how- catch up. Yeah, like, how are you doing? How are so, you working? Like, what's going on? So, um, the majority of my clients, as you know, are food and beverage, hospitality, and some music. Um, music, as we discussed, is streaming, and there's so many opportunities. And, you know, I do PR for the band Foreigner, Hot Blooded, Cold as Ice, I Want to Know What Love Is. And, we're so busy because everybody wants content and it's awesome. And they have a song in the Lovebirds, which is, you know, the new movie um, with. Um, oh, he's a Ray. Right. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's nice. So they have a song in the trailer with Netflix. So we're putting together something with Netflix now, which is cool. It was, it was not supposed to be released in Netflix. It was supposed to be in theaters, but right now it's being released in Netflix. So, um, the music is amazing and the content creation is amazing. And shout out to Jimmy Vargas, because I'm talking to him right now about putting together a playlist for the Preakness, which is, you know, the big horse race in Baltimore which is not running, but I know NBC is going to be putting together a big package and um, showing some of the older races and some of the quintessential Baltimore flavor of that race. So I know Jimmy is working fast and furious on that. So um, in the music sense and the entertainment, things are really fun and creative. And I love seeing, you know, how everybody's pivoting and going online and, sharing and you're getting to experience your artists in ways you never have before and like you know i'm a rock and roll person so you know like um rolling stones is every friday they're releasing like this never before seen footage and that's amazing and i also discovered an app which you probably know about called quello that shows rock um basically concerts like old queen old led zeppelin but also like Mm-hmm. Montreux Jazz Festival. So that's pretty much playing in my house 24-7 because I love watching music. And that for me is the romance. Like the live music is the romance. I'm not so interested in, you know, like streaming and digital and data is king and all those things that have become music. I like watching live music. So that's been really kind of magical to have that in my living room. Um, on the hospitality front, you know, food and beverage and hotel is like a big question mark. And I think the challenge, at least for me, and obviously easy for me to say, because I'm not a restaurant owner per se, I'm more on the, um, you know, I'm on the PRN, but is just 
keeping your spirits up and, and, you know, half of my day, like it's been a real challenge, you know, and I'm sure you feel that same kind of roller coaster. Like it depends what you read at the moment. And when I read about innovation, I feel really good. And then when I take a deep dive into just thinking like, what is this going to look like? Like you're this super hot spot on the water that was packing in 2000 people popping bottles every weekend. And, you know, early days I did have a, you know, like the first two weeks I was like, wow, this is going to be like a long month without work, you know, on these restaurants. And now it's like, wow, this is going to be like a long life without (laughs) restaurants. And there's, you know, again, there's like, (laughs) there's just so many question marks and, and this virus is so new and we don't, there's so much we don't know. I mean, we don't know. I mean, you know, people, I'm sure you have people in your life that are saying, well, I got the test, you know, the antibody test and I was positive. Well, what does that mean? Like nobody really knows what that means. We like to assume that means we're going to be immune, but we don't know. Right. So I, you know, my, um, my daily and what I kind of have to do is Mm -hmm. wake up and look, you know, kind of like self-talk a lot about the positives and how people are innovating and um, the good work that people are doing and really hoping that that's going to move forward. But to, so to answer your question, no, I'm not right now. All the restaurants that I work with are closed or on standstill. And there are some folks like, you know, Bradley Kilgore is doing amazing work and um, you know, what Marcus Samuelson is doing in Overtown. I know they've transferred their space to to a kitchen where they can you you might know more about it than I do but where they're able to provide free meals to people in need and those things are super inspiring so um it's a daily challenge to keep keep your spirits up and I think that's why I kind of came to this with like here's a list of good things we can talk about because it's just too easy to go in the hole of you know when you start thinking, what's the future of live music? What's the future of art, you know, exhibitions? It's like, nobody is, nobody is untouched by this. Like, you know, what's our Basel going to look like? Or what's if any Basel's exhibition going to look like? Yeah. Is Basel mm. coming? Who knows, right? Who knows, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, um... So that's how I've been, you know, that really, um, not to, you know, sound trite, but the, the self-care is really important and sometimes challenging. Like I'm a person that likes to get up and I need to get up in the morning. I need to go to an office and that's not my life right now because I have a daughter and she's homeschooling and my husband has a really busy law practice and I'm a little bit less busy. So you know, it's like mm-hmm. that study in the New York Times today that said um, 45% of men think they're, you know, doing the majority of the homeschooling and 3% of women agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real statistic from the New York Times today. Classic. You can Google that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? Um, I'll tell you, you, because we have... <laughs> We had a discussion about it before you came on. Esther is mm-hmm. in a bit of a, if I can speak for you here, Esther. Esther's in a sure. little bit of a funk. Yeah. 
well let's talk about it like but it's like why why not <laughs> you know like why wouldn't you be it's yeah, depressing. Like, it's fucking sad, guys. Like, it's really, really sad. And I was telling them, or telling a friend, like, we should, like, start feeling these waves of emotions and embrace it because when, when and if we go back to normal or whatever the fuck that is, it, the trauma that is going to be projected in our, like, psyche, in our subconscious, in our bodies are going to be like exponentially higher than if we, you know, are just feeling the weight of the emotions now, as opposed to suppressing it and being all, I'm so blessed. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so, and then like six months later, you're just like in the middle of a dinner somewhere and just like bawling your eyes out because you're like, what just happened? What just happened, right. I mean, I think a lot of us have been, you know, in the early days or in the past month, there have been a lot of articles about like, why am I tired or why am I unmotivated? And, you know, and, and, you know, some of what I've read is that, you know, you're, you're in trauma right now, you're experiencing trauma or you're experiencing, um, I think the word was mourning. And Mm -hmm. like part of us is is putting one foot in front of the other, but like there is a part inside of us that is in mourning. And I think you're right that, you know, I am worried about mental health and um, Mm -hmm. among every, you know, among a lot of us, it's funny. There's a book that just came came out that's getting a lot of press by an um, NPR contributor. His name is Jonathan Moe and it's called... Now I'm going to forget the name, the hilariousness of depression or something. And it's just, hmm. you know, I'm happy that it came out now and I'm happy that it's getting this big push because I do think to your point, people need to, uh, you know, it needs to be kind of less, um, it needs to be more like acceptable to talk about depression and the depression totally. we're feeling from like these changes. Yeah. I really yeah. agree with that. Um, and I mean, I'm a very chemical person and you know this Esther, because I always think about this and I don't know if you remember it when I was pregnant, you were like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I'm feeling really bad. I'm really forgetful and I'm crying a lot. And you were like, no, Vanessa, you need to watch Bravo. You need to watch Housewives of Atlanta. And that was like, some of the best advice I got and the other greatest piece of advice that I've shared with literally every person um, that has told me they feel like, you know, sad during their pregnancy is that you said to me, well, Britney Spears did it twice, Vanessa. So you can do it once. (laughs) Oh God. Perspective. Yes. I mean, yeah. So I think it's, okay to be in a funk too but I think it's also I mean I'm I feel a lot of pressure and I don't know if you feel this way to come out of this either with a new skill or a new um podcast a new podcast (laughs) or right I might just steal this podcast from you (laughs) make it my new skill because it's literally the only new thing I've done in the past (laughs) six, seven weeks. Um, but I think that's part of it for me. And I don't know if you feel that way. Or the other thing is like, I feel, 
you know, there's people that are like flourishing in this period that so they say. Are, so they say, right? Or I mean, I, I I don't know. Or like professionally, um, you know, Who's finding fucking ways. flourishing professionally, except unless you're Jeff. Three M. Three M. That's what I mean. Like, and okay, if you're Jeff Bezos and whatever yeah. Spotify, I guess, but. Or making masks or making, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, okay, I understand your, I understand the life. Yeah. And what about your daughter? I think she's thriving mainly because her generation was built for a quarantine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're so used to the virtual world. They're used right. to being in isolation that is not kind of like a negative. Yeah. Um, like I was saying, like I could count how many sleepovers my daughter has been to her entire 14 years of living. And I want to say three. Versus well, like us growing care for it. Yeah. And also like kids don't need sleepovers. It's like FaceTiming each other at like right. 11 p.m. in their beds, just like hanging out and doing whatever, TikTok, and being okay with it. And they still feel connected as opposed to like us being all like, oh my God, let's play truth or dare at like, you know, one in the morning, which is so cute. But at the same time, like that's all we knew. But do you think also that's a result of her being an only child? Because I think my daughter's an only and... I'm like, how do you feel? Like, let's talk about your, she's like, I was made for this. Like, I am in my sweats. I am making banana bread. I am with my iPad. And I think only children also are really good at like self-entertaining. Whereas, I don't know, are you an only child? I'm an only child. Ben's not. But I don't know. How are you dealing with it, Ben? Are you cool with being isolated? Um, yeah, I mean, I think like physically it's been great for me because I, you know, I travel nonstop. I mean, I'm on a plane like every week and I'm flying all over the world and it's really bad for you, you know, and then especially the way that I, that I travel, right. It's not like I go somewhere and I'm in a spa, like I'm, I'm working, I'm in conference rooms and I'm in airports and it grinds you down. So like I'm, you know, it's been great for my health as far as my mental and emotional health. It's been good in some ways as well, um, probably as a byproduct of it being good for my physical health. Um, but I think that for me, you know, there's something dystopian about the way I view the world anyway. So it's like there's a synchronicity between the outside world and the way I view the world. So in some ways, there is like more harmony between my world, right? It's, mm. it's almost a fi- kind of find peace with with it, you know, um, I know it's a little bit, that's kind of a fucked up way to look at it. That's kind of how I feel. I don't think that's fucked up, but I think it's interesting because I'm so worried about like my friends and my clients and people like you that are so used to go, go, go that the slowdown might be that much harder. Like my husband has such wanderlust mm. um, and he and he has to get on a plane once a month for his mental health. And he, you know, obviously he can't right yeah. now. And he is like, 
where in the world can I go? That's okay. Like, is, you know, like, are we going to New Zealand or are we going to, you know, Maine or whatever, you know, and you seem kind of to be enjoying the pause, which is good. I think, you know, I think this like, you know, this all kind of coalesced at a pivotal time of my life. Right. You know, I'm smack middle age. And so for me, this is just creating an artificial, you know, almost buffer between perhaps just a more crazy, irresponsible way of living that that had a finite kind of trajectory anyway. Right. And so it's like, and sort of, sort of neatly truncated that in a way that I can now through being forced to kind of be inside, I don't know, create something out of, you know, the ashes of what, what I once knew to be my life. So there's a creative destruction right now. You were talking about F and B and other industries and what's going to happen there. There's creative destruction going on there. Something will come out of that. And, I, and sort of on, a, on my own personal level, it's the same thing there. Um, so I think that good things will arise both on the personal and the macro level, but it, I think it's about mitigating the suffering in the interim, um, both to self and, you know, more generally to people in society that are having to go through this shift. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm also in the front lines of F and D and I see it and people are genuinely legitimately suffering and there's no end in sight, right? If it was kind of like we knew this would be over in six months, people could, figure out a way to plan for it, but we, we just don't know how long it's going to be. And that's, I think, what the, the most unsettling and anxiety-inducing part of all of this. Right. It's like, it's, you know, and I mean, I think that's where some of the, for lack of a better word, like the depression or the blues come from is like, it comes in waves because, you know, you'll be like on autopilot for a week, like, okay, let's get the loan in or let's, you know, like figure out our takeout situation. And then you you know you you achieve that and then you're like oh my god now what are we doing like now we're sort of breaking even or now we're sort of like now we have some money to get us through but then you start looking long term and that's I I think like I said it kind of depends like what you've read that day or what you've experienced that day that determines you know how, how you're feeling it's, it's the unbearable lightness of being, you know, in a sense, right? When there's, there's no distraction because there's very little we can do. And then you start to feel the heaviness of just being in the moment without distraction and not feeling like you're needing the moment. And that, that also can feel quite, that's, that's an empty moment right there because you realize you're so disconnected from meaning, right? Right. So I'm like a serial entrepreneur who's never really created anything other than my own business. But I keep, you know, coming up with these things like, is this going to be the future? Like, you know, I have a friend that said to me, can you get me the, uh, the chef from Kiki on the river to come to my house and cook for 10 people? And, you know, I'll give him like a hundred bucks a head. So then I was thinking, is that going to be the future? You know, is there a business and like these chefs coming together in some kind of conglomerate and cooking for people in that way? Or, you know, and then I get inspired by those moments. And yeah, you know. I read somewhere um, that, you know, so Netflix is doing these cool partnerships with um, like Blue Apron or like, you know, HelloFresh or whatever. And they're getting 
chefs like a David Chang of the world to curate the box with an accompanied new release of a film. Good idea. So, yeah. So, I mean, there are, there are ways. I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a filmmaker and they're just saying how they are encouraging people to shoot within their quarantine and they're like shipping them like gear, like lighting and mics and like cameras and like kind of like giving them a play by play of like, all right, we need you to do this scene. Here are all of the kits. And so people are being very self-resilient that way of like trying right. to push the project forward, whatever that project may be. Right. But um, yeah, and like, you know, like I was, on, I was at this like weird music industry, online conference, whatever. Um, it was fine. It was whatever. But they had all these people, like the former CEO of Ticketmaster was speaking. They had Bill Silva, who's like a huge, um, you know, talent agent. You know, they had like all these like book, you know, we're talking like, you know, the top tier music industry guys. And they were all talking about like VR, AR, like the next level of streaming and how you can monetize and how sponsorships are looking to, you know, you know, brand certain like Twitch, you know, live shows. And, um, and they were saying, I mean, the live concert industry is projecting fall of 2021 is when they could start doing shows again. Okay. Well, that's optimistic because I heard spring 2021. So I'd rather hear fall. No, fall 2021. So spring is more oh, spring before. Sorry. Oh, so even later. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're saying like anyone, any, any venue that can hold over a thousand is they they can't foresee it to be a safe environment for the public to be, unless again, unless you have a viable vaccine, all that stuff. Um, So, you know, they're talking about all these different ways of monetizing, da, 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 da. And the whole time I'm like on this conference, I was just like, what? It's like talk. It's in like another way of just band-aiding the situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like yeah. the whole system's fucked. It's fucked. What sponsors are you guys talking about? Like, we're talking what monetizing? You're talking twenty million people that have no jobs to return to, even when we reopen. Like, people aren't going to pay $30 to see a live Twitch concert. Like, like it just, like, blew my mind that, again, it's, like, the industry is just trying to, like, keep the machine going. You yeah. Know? Like, how do we do – How you know, we'll do this, and we'll ship you a kit, and then we're going to move the movie forward. And, and it's, like, we don't know. Like, in six months from now, like, we don't know. And I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking like the economy. I'm talking about just like the state of society in general. I think people need to go back to basics. People need to reevaluate what it means to have a sustainable lifestyle. And yeah. Yes. And I I mean, look, I'm like going down that rabbit hole with you and it's, a scary place to go. However, 
I've said this to a bunch of people in Miami specifically. We are in Miami and our lives are hospitality, music, in your case, art, and in your case, Ben, law that touches all of these pieces. Whereas, you know, my sister lives in Philadelphia and she's a financial analyst and, you know, people are at work. Like we're, I think in Miami or if we were in Vegas or another place like that, it's just that much harder for us to conceive of what our life is or was because those are our, you know, hospitality is what drives this, this city and, and we're depending, I mean, any business model is depending on tourism. So yes, that's for that reason, it's really hard, but it also seems, I mean, I know nobody wants to dip into politics, but it's pretty clear that a decision has been made that we're opening and all of the things that we thought were going to be in place, like this futuristic, you know, I, you know, somebody sent me a video today of a, a, a child going back to school in Asia and he walks up to the school and he gets sprayed by this mister and then there's a temperature reader and then, you know, instead of hugging his teacher, they bow to each other and then there was like a special receptacle where he takes off his mask and puts it in and now he's good to go into school. And it's like, we're not seeing any of that here. And I, I don't know how realistic that was or if that exists in, in real life, IRL. But um, I think a decision has been made for better, for worse, that things are going to open. And back to basics is people are going to go to the supermarket and people are going to walk in the park and if what happened in Miami Beach this past weekend is in the indication, people are just over it. They're so over it. They're over it. And I have a friend who's really smart. And, you know, I said to her, are you going to go to Prime 112 and, and sit among people and take your mask off and eat steak? And she was like, yeah, I am. Can't wait. <laughs> like fuck yeah right fuck yeah i'm going like don't be so smart esther you know don't be so thoughtful just go so, out but, but what's ha- do you guys know how they're gonna reopen um well my on uh like don't hold me to this and um right for right. our three listeners yes yeah Three listeners don't hold me to this. I mean, I think the plan is to open at 25% Hi, mom. capacity. <laughs> Hi, Vanessa's mom. Yeah. Hi, mom. Oh, 20, 25% capacity. Okay. 25% capacity with your server in a mask and gloves. And I mean, the other thing is like, I'm not single and you're not single, right? But right. I think if you're single, there's like a des- really a desire to go out. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Ben is single or not, but well, now that I'm now that I've reached this natural buffer between my old responsible life and my, you know, my uh, post middle age life. No, I, 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 for me, it's. I think that uh, if I was in my twenties, right? I mean, look, it's all statistics. If I was in my twenties, 
and I didn't really have people in my life that were vulnerable. You know, I pair my parents and, you know, um, I, you know, I'd be very, very tempted just to play the odds. I mean, cause at the end of the day, you know, odds are overwhelmingly in favor that I'll be all right. right. You know, but, but so, yeah, you know, I, for me, I, even though I am single and, and I'm a very social person, yeah, there's just something qualitatively about this. that just feels, you know, that, that, that just feels dangerous. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I'd rather just nurture my well-being um, for a little while longer and let, you know, other brave COVIDians, you know, be on the front line and absorb whatever, whatever comes, you know, and I'll learn right. from them. Did you just I mean, say COVIDians? You never heard that? No, but that's brilliant. Covidiots? That's a good one. There's yeah. something Darwinian about this. You gotta admit, you know, it's like... Oh, yeah. Except for the first responders and the... Of course, right, yeah. yeah. Incredible people that work at Publix and are delivering our things, who I know we're all so grateful to, and... Um, you know, I've read the, all those things, like we're not, you know, heroes, we're, what are they saying? We're not heroes, we're like, uh, sacrificial or whatever, you know? Yeah, sacrificial lambs, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I hear that and I feel that and I feel really bad about that and, the, you know. You just want to recognize that, but what, Ben, what are you doing that you feel so at peace? Like, do you have this incredible yoga practice? Are you like it's, making banana bread nonstop or what's your, you know what it is? It's, it's, and I had, you know, I was really I had a pretty good yoga practice going at least the last couple of years. But for me, ironically, I, yoga is a social thing. Like, I like to be in a studio. I like to have people around me. Like, I enjoy it that way. I haven't been doing a lot of yoga. I was reading the stats today, which is that reading is up 40%. And I was on this voracious reading kick prior to the crisis. I, you know, other than shit Esther sends me, like, you know, uh, you know before our podcast, uh, which means I've read three articles. Um, I haven't really been reading very much. So all these, so, so for me, really what sustained me is work. I've really gone into my work. Part of it too is I'm helping people. And so I can focus every day and distract myself by really trying to help others. And that feels good, I guess. Professionally, um, you mean out by helping your clients? Yeah, that and just trying to be a resource for people in my life as well. And, and I don't know, just trying to learn from this and using it as, a, you know, to be more introspective. And like, you know, like I said before, I needed a shift. And this is, so this has been a gift for me in a way. Right. So it's like this divine intervention of a shift you would have never taken to some degree, right? Yeah, something I mean, to that. I had some of that myself um, because I had a really incredible work year and I didn't even realize how incredible it was until I did my taxes and was like, wow, I worked really hard this year, but I would have never slowed myself down. And my, my body play, paid the price this year, you know, for, for everything that I achieved. And I do think it was a little bit of a divine intervention. They were like, 
clients they didn't know how to cut the cord with that were, you know, like we kind of run our course and then, you know, like, I don't have to break up with you. You don't have to break up with me. Like you closed. So great. It's like the perfect um, separation for a passive, for a very conflict avoidant person like myself. So as mothers, both of your mothers, like, what's that like? Like, what is, what qualitatively, what is it like being a mother now in during this crisis versus what you knew to be, you know, of being a mother beforehand? I, I mean, it's, for me, I think it, I can't answer that correctly because my kid is kind of full grown, but like, I must say that if I had a younger five, six, seven-year-old or even younger, I would probably want to kill myself. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa? Um, I feel the same way. Like people I have that have like three kids under five, I'm just like, I feel so bad for you. Or I actually have a friend that moved to Paris and she has a one-year-old and oh. she like instagram lives that child walking around that like 1200 square foot apartment 24 hours a day and i'm like this is so depressing like I, I would go crazy and then they get out they're allowed you know in europe there's like these times that you're allowed out of your home it depends where you live like i know in spain it's between this and that and i guess she gets one hour a day out of the house or in some cases half an hour so she'll do that i mean that for me I, and Esther knows this. I had a very, um, I thought the toddler years were just really hard, period. Like it's a very physical motherhood. Um, in terms of my daughter, like I said, um, I don't know, sometimes it's like, it's, I feel sure that you're supposed to come out of this. Like, you know, I do have friends and again, you can't believe everything you see on Instagram, but I have certain friends that's like, today we're making soap and today we just, took a piece of, ch you know, chalk and, and made a garden on our sidewalk and like, we're making, you know, whatever. And I, I do feel like I should have come out of that. Like this incredible, like I taught my daughter algebra and a lot of it is like, you know, Wait, Vanessa, that's beyond a global pandemic. That's like all motherhood in any normal time. It's like, oh, me and my daughter did this, or my kid right. and I, like, right, she's playing Beethoven, and, <laughs> like, what's your child doing, and you're, like, <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> nothing, she's on fucking Instagram, I, yeah, like, my daughter's really taking TikTok to, she, TikTok, I, I do want to say a word about TikTok because my daughter has been on TikTok for about six months or maybe a year even at this point. She was like yeah. an early adopter to TikTok and, um, you know, Megan the Stallion is like large and in charge in our house. And just so you know, there's a remix about Carol Baskin oh. um, to Megan the Stallion, Carol Baskin, uh, she killed her what? husband, whacked him. Those tigers, Allegedly. those tigers, they be snacking Carol Baskin. <laughs> Yo, you need to play this. If you Selfish want, plug. Yeah. that's awesome. If you want, I can send you the Carol Baskin remix. Um, the but, you know the, the, the made for TV, you know, who's going to play uh, um, 
uh, Joe Exotic in the live, yes. in the made for TV special. So good. Vanessa doesn't know. Let's have Vanessa I guess. know, I know, but I'm uh, gonna, um, let's draw it out. I'm gonna give some guesses. No, everyone knows he's gonna play Joe Exotic. Yeah, it's Nicholas oh, okay. Cage. But uh, it yeah. should have been. But who should have That was almost a fun game. David Spade. Yeah. Or um, Brad Pitt. No, why would Brad Pitt? <laughs> Adonis like Brad Pitt play Joe Exotic. I don't know. It would just be like the perfect, like, anti-Joe Exotic. Yeah, I, I think Nicolas Cage was a good... Oh, um, what about Sean Penn as... Ooh. Ooh. That's a Sean... good plot twist. What about Sean Penn as Spicoli playing <laughs> Joe Exotic? <laughs> <laughs> That's so many layers that yeah. it just it's pretty epic. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, adult, where, what I wanted to say about TikTok is that adults on TikTok are- Should really, not be on TikTok. Yeah, I feel they shouldn't be on TikTok. And I understand the appeal of the, um, the app, but it's really weirding me out. Like even grown men that I'm friends Ooh, uh, with are like- My, niece, my nieces have been trying to get me on TikTok. I'm like, I no. I'm going to be don't on some it. like watch list. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah. um, my daughter did tell her orthodontist that he should be on TikTok. And I actually think if you have that kind of business that appeals to teens, that's probably a good place to market yourself, right? And, <laughs> you mean for kids with braces? Yeah. There's like oh, a okay. whole dentist thing on TikTok. What? Yeah. You also know TikTok's like owned by a Chinese company, right? Yeah, and they're stealing right. data. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, fuck you, China virus. I'm like, yeah, it's the virus is called TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Truth, truth. So um, adults on TikTok is really weird. And um, I didn't really watch all of the Tiger King because I found there was an underlying theme of animal abuse that obviously everyone knows is there and it's part of the show, but it's like, nobody's really talking about it as much as they're talking about like Carol Baskin killing her husband. And it's like, yeah, but this whole show is about these like poor animals that have to sleep in a bed with Joe Exotic. I mean, that's abuse on its own. Forget all the other blatant pieces. So I'm, I also love the fact that they're just so proud that they do meth. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like, yeah, we're on meth all the time. And you're like, okay. Poor, poor Travis. Oh, yeah. Okay, can we just talk about this real quick? Was it an accident or did he really kill himself? That's well, okay. according to uh, the Vanessa, the do we totally here. do we totally um, spoil it for you? Do no, you I know what happens in Tiger oh, King. Oh, okay. Like, done a totally deep dive into Tiger King. I Sorry, just didn't want to watch. No, what did you? What, I didn't want to cut you off. Then, what were you saying about um, Travis? No, because according to the uh, who, who is it, Josh, who was the uh, the campaign manager guy, yes. who witnessed it from Walmart. He's, so what he said, which didn't make much sense, was that 
that he was just playing around with it to show that, you know, that it was empty or whatever. And then, so according to him, he said, well, I could tell that he was surprised when the, you know, when he realized that it wasn't a blank. And I was like, how would he, re that would be such a, there would be no time for him to process that it was a blank. How would he give you a look of surprise in that right. fraction of a second between, anyway. I didn't find that credible. So I, I, I think he probably did it on purpose. The guy was methed out. He was, he was so methed out. Yeah. What a fascinating, fascinating story. Which makes me just want to like learn about America even more. Ugh, do you though? I don't know, you guys. This like, country's fucking I need, crazy. I need, it's too much. Like, it, especially with what we discussed earlier today, right? Um, yeah. What? About Which, Ahmed Arbery? Yeah, Ahmed Arbery. Yeah, that's like, that really got me. Honestly, that was a trigger point for me and why I was super sad today. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, but... Um, can we talk about funny stuff? Yeah. Um, um know any? <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, we were you gonna, you were like all hell bent on like calling people out. Like, let's do it. Oh, let's calling people out? Let's make this podcast like super Wendy Williams right now. Oh, oh shit. I mean, I more wanted to call people out for, well... I do want to call out people that are doing good things because I think <laughs> oh, oh, pivot. Oh, it. Guys, this isn't so much. This is more like, um, can we get caddy? Like, you know, and not Joe exotic style. You're all I don't know, like, you know, cause there's people, what, what has been upsetting to me. And I think there's, these are impossible choices and these are impossible times. And I also, I'm prefacing this. I, I what I want to talk about is how people have been let go from their positions and how they were let go. Because I think that these are decisions. Look, I don't have a company of ten, even ten employees, a hundred employees, a thousand employees. Um, but I think, you know, obviously I've been watching the PPP situation. Um, and those who got loans and those who didn't, and a lot of our friends who are still not funded, who need funding. And then, you know, we all know about like Ruth Chris and Shake Shack and whoever else got the loan that probably could have gotten funds through other ways or maybe didn't even need it. Um, but I think you know, I, I've had a lot of friends talk to me just about the way things were handled and like, what is the right way to, you know, when you have to let make these hard decisions, the right way to, um, to furlough people to like, for example, Marriott furloughed people kind of day one, like, mm. I don't want to say day one, but I, I'll say, I have multiple friends that work at Marriott and kind of early on in like March, you know, let's say March 15th ish, I think the writing was on the wall and people, um, 
you know, they had to let people go, but they furloughed people, which means they get to keep their health insurance, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what furlough means? Yeah. So I think that's really nice. Whereas, you know, I have a, another friend who works at a PR firm who worked at a PR firm and she just talked about like the whole process of um, letting people, you know, how, you know, first it was like this very collaborative decision amongst upper management about like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then all of a sudden she was not Let part go. of the conversations <laughs> anymore. It was like this like thing of silence. So, you know, I, um, one thing I, you know, I did want to say, and it was pretty much a copy and paste of something else I saw on someone's Facebook, but I, you know, I put this thing on my Facebook for those, those people over what 90 that are still on Facebook. I love Facebook, by the way. I love it more than Instagram and more than, um, TikTok, more than TikTok. Mm, not as much as TikTok. No, I love, I definitely more than TikTok. So, you know, I did this kind of like copy paste of, you know, if you lost your job, what can I do to help you? Can I write a LinkedIn recommendation? Can I connect you with someone that might be in my network? And it was really a meaningful, it made me feel really good because I was able to connect people. It's just like the one thing I have right now is my network. Um, and I think it's a nice thing to do. And to our three listeners, I would encourage them to do that, you know, if you can help people in that regard, it's a really good way. And it was also like nice. I connected with people that I didn't talk to in a long time. And then also to the people that thought like, I don't know why it made some people think I had money or was like here for handouts. Like I'm not like, um, you know, it's my cash app. Yeah. People were like, here's where you can like buy my product. And I was like, whoa, I didn't say I'm like, have money. I just said it would connect you. So I don't have money to to buy XX things right now, three listeners, but I do encourage people to connect with yeah. each other. Yeah, it was um interesting. Like I can only imagine what it's like to be HR right now. Yeah. Like, just it's crazy, you know, because the whole furlough thing is one thing, the layoff is another, but um, I, I was listening to something about how it's like, like you were saying, this was almost like a gift for your business that you can kind of like, almost like passively aggressively end relationships that right. it wasn't going to work out. But it's the same thing with, with employees. I right. mean, this is like all the dead weight that you've always wanted to just like, yeah, you sucked. And yeah, granted, um, you know, whatever, but we're just going to use COVID-19 as a way to just like exit you out of this company. Right. Um, which sucks, but at the same time, it's like, okay, this goes back to this idea of being a linchpin. Like if you are an essential person in your company, my hope is that leadership will always find a way to, to keep you. Right? right. So whether it's like 40%, I have friends who literally have taken pay cuts by half, but you know, but their boss is like, we, we cannot lose you. Like you have to stay in this company. Can you, can you, can we work it out? So that's right. been my experience. I, I do. I, you know, I had a lot of friends that took pay cuts by half and it felt so offensive in the beginning. Like, 
and then you realize, oh my God, I'm so lucky to still be here. Yeah. Um, but I did listen to, since we're like, I'm like doing a little bit of a PSA for people that are out of work just because there's so many in my, my circle. I was listening to this webinar about LinkedIn because I don't really use LinkedIn very much. And I understand that people really use LinkedIn, especially like recruiters and stuff like that. So I think it's worth um, like everybody dusting up their LinkedIn, no matter what, what stage you're at. But also, you know, it comes back to um, on this webinar, it was like people are really like combing online and we're not talking to each other enough about like, you know, tell everybody, like if you, if you're looking for work, tell everybody in your circle, because I think that's even more valuable than checking indeed all day is your friends and the people who know your work trying to find places for you. Yeah. Or like just find ways of creating different set of income or revenue stream, you know, based on your skill sets. Maybe it's like hosting a podcast, (laughs) but you know, it's like, I, I think that there is an opportunity to reinvent yourself during this time that no one's going to place any weird judgment. Right. You know, like if one day, like Ben told me, you know what, I'm going to be a Pilates instructor. Like any other normal time, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why? Like, what do you, but now I'm like, of course, COVID. Absolutely. I could totally see you as a Pilates instructor. It's It's creative. It's creative destruction, right? It's what we're talking about before is every, Everything is subject to a redo right now. There's disintegration, the death. We all died in some way and the economy's dying, you know, the economies we knew it. So there's opportunity to be whatever you want to be and for us to reconstruct whatever's next. But there will be suffering. I mean, that's... Right. Other than, other than, you know, the obvious, like the Amazon, the Spotify, the people that like have a factory that are turning out gloves and masks, like what are the industries that you think are going to be flourishing moving forward? Anything that's um, intimate, curated and small, mm-hmm. you know? So I think like, even yeah, like even like hospitality, but I think boutique hotels are going to have a whole new wave of interest. You know, I think the Marriott and the Hiltons and the weird like convention halls where you can like squeeze in like 15,000 people a night is over. I mean, that has been over just more on a, like a different kind of like set of values for people who are into that more or spoke experience but now i think that or, you know. or do you think because they have all that extra space they can like pivot you know like leave you know like i read pretty pretty early on that hilton made a partnership with lysol and i thought that was so smart because it's like implementing this whole new cleaning system and that the rooms can stay empty for a day and i don't know what? My, my concern, I'm really concerned about what happens to everyone in the next two years, but I have a, a concern on the other end that we're just going to fall back on old ways once we can, right? Mm-hmm. That, that we'll, we'll just sort of find our way back 
practice because we that's what you do you go you know will this fundamentally change us forever right i don't know i remember post 9 11 like there was real unity and there was you know there was also a lot of islamophobia and other fucked up shit but generally there was a, a sense of unity or whatever and that fell apart pretty quickly so you know what is you know if this thing lasts a year and a half will that fundamentally change us forever and the economy forever where we just you know on a macro level do everything differently or are we just going to stop gap a bunch of stuff now both on the personal and the macro level and then when we can just seize the opportunity to go back to what we know yeah um, that's a that's a solid point, Ben. Because I, um, I was listening to uh, another podcast because that's all I do is listen to podcasts. Um, so this author Gabor Mate, you know about Gabor, right? So dope. Oh, Vanessa, get on Gap. Yes, he pretty much states that everything that we do is based on childhood trauma, which I'm all about. I'm like I'm up for it, um, and he he was so funny because you know he was just saying how this this uh, pandemic only has perpetuated and put a spotlight on kind of the traumas that different societies and socioeconomic neighborhoods and and you know just kind of broke it down that like why is this virus infecting and killing um, people that are black and brown right well, trauma you know he just like kind of filters it back to this idea of trauma and then this podcaster was like, okay, Gabor, do you feel like, you know, I feel like a sense of like, we're, we're going into a dawn of new enlightenment and, you know, we have to, it's, something has to happen. Like we have to, this is like, this is unprecedented. I'm like, da, 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 da. And he's such a realist. He's like, he was like, uh, do we learn anything from the Holocaust? <laughs> it was like a mic drop moment where we're like, fuck. Yeah. Like it's like what about World War Two where like fifty million people died? Like he's like like no, humans are just trained monkeys in some way. But on the flip side, he did say I think individually people are going through their own kind of evolution that at the end of the day that's all we have is is ourselves. So if you personally can come out of this more enlightened, more generous, healthier, you know, all the kind of the positivity of that, then that's all that matters, right? Yes, except I'm not. Like, I haven't done, I mean, I have this list of things that, here's the list of things I thought Okay, I give us your list. Um, there's a course that either Princeton or Yale offers for free on Coursera about the science of happiness. And I've had it in my inbox for six weeks. I have not taken that class and I really wanted to. I downloaded Beachbody on my phone for $100 a year. I have not taken a class. I have, um, I have made banana bread, but I have not made a whipped coffee. Okay, fair. At least, um, you know. Yeah, I have not, I don't have sourdough starter. I, do you have sourdough starter, Ben? No, but, but I just have a comment when you're done with your list. 
<laughs> um, well, my list, um, the other things I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't really, I learned to ride the bike. I had done that kind of right before this. So we are to Do you ride know how to bike. ride a bike. I hadn't ridden a bike in 30 years. So we w actually went to Mexico right before all of this. And we stayed in an on And the main manner of transportation at that on was you had to ride your what? bike from here to there. Well, and excuse you, Meghan Markle. <laughs> you think that you think Meghan Markle's riding a bike? I don't know about her. I don't know about that. Um, but she was really cute reading her book with baby Archie yesterday on Instagram. Uh, I like Meghan Markle. Sorry, mom. My mom is not a Meghan Markle fan, but I am. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, going back to like the pressure of like, are you coming out of this a better person? And for me, I'm just like, I feel pressure to come out of this as a better person. Like Ben is definitely coming out of this a better person. Like he's, you know, he's chill. He's like in front of his, um, he has like this very like earthy background behind him with like earth tones and like some leaves and he just looks super at peace and not on a plane all the time. Yeah. But, but all those things with us, like, so, so all the things you listed there, they all sound like, you know, like things that are worth doing, but I don't know that any of those things are going to make you happier. Like ironically, even the six, like the 60 the minute, science, like the science of yeah, happiness. Yeah. Cause, cause like, I think, I don't know. I, I would, this would be my, um, my, my question, my challenge here is like, isn't, isn't the, the, you know, first of all, is happiness the goal or is it, you know, enlightenment or reaching some next level of, of, of connection or spirituality or whatever. And I would contend that none of those things that you just said are going to get you there. And I actually think that what Esther is going through right now is more conducive to getting there because she's going through those unbearable moment, you know, light, you know, moments of being or of struggling to be. And I, you know, I think it's that kind of like fundamental, what, you know, emptiness that then you can then use to kind of replenish yourself with something else, as opposed to just going back to the same old, same old that, you know, we're all, we're all kind of creatures of accomplishment. We define ourselves based on all the things we've done, you know, all three of us, but has that really made us happier? I mean, it's certainly given us like material things and, and a sense of perhaps even a sense of self um, reliance and, and self worth, but I don't know that it gets to the deeper, you know, objective of meaning. Right. Well, I think that's why, I mean, somebody said something to me, a very good friend said to me, because like I said, I had, you know, I need, I kind of needed this pause. And the first two weeks I was like a little bit on cloud nine. I was like, wow, I'm waking up in the morning and I have like five hate emails in my inbox of like, <laughs> why wasn't in the, why wasn't I in this rat New York times roundup of hottest new, whatever. I mean, like none of that. And my like acid reflux went from like 10 to, you know, five or whatever. So I think that's why I feel that pressure. And someone said to me, you've been so successful and so happy with like how your business has been growing in the past five years, but I've never heard you say you're extremely happy personally. You're always, you know, like not enough time with my child or not enough time with my husband or, 
you know, like haven't, you know, done a project at home. So now is kind of that time. And I guess that's why I feel that pressure to, you know, Mm -hmm. like get that under or, you know, in order and like do all of those things. But, you know, to your point, it's like, is that, you know, does taking a class on the science of happiness equal happiness? I mean, I think some of the happiness has come in the little moments and, you know, the time with family and stuff. So, yeah, we're all going through our processes. That's, that's for sure. I've been sleeping a lot. That's always good. What time do you wake up in the morning? Like 6.30. That's sleeping a lot? But I sleep at like 9.30, 10. Oh, that's a good. Um, are we doing lightning round? Yeah, do you want me to do a lightning round today? Whoa, 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 Ben. I'm sorry. You have questions? I just feel like since this is our... This is, this is our first uh, uh, non-male uh, guest on our podcast that today we should have lightning round for the ladies. Our, uh, our, uh, our uh, third podcast, yes, yes, yes. Um, Vanessa, it's a tradition now, seeing that we've done this twice already. Okay. That we end our podcast with a series of crazy, stupid questions that you have to quickly answer. Oh, fun. I was going to do, I was going to actually do the James Lipton uh, inside the actress studio uh, set. <laughs> questions. But that's not, that, it's, that's a lightning round, right? Yeah, it's a lightning round. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Sometimes. Have, only, so I just have I a was, beat yeah. to answer everything, one beat. Well, just like yeah, whatever comes. it never works that way. It never works no, that it way. Never it ends up way. becoming a painful drag down process. No, I don't want to drag it out. That's so disappointing. Well, you, everyone else has dragged it out so far. Everyone okay, else, yeah. the two others that have done this. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll start with first. Who is your first guest? Rudy. We've had amazing guests. Rudy, Rudy, and then who was the second guest? Oh, this guy, Rafi. Oh my God, there's a lot of R's. Rudy and Rafi. I saw, I saw Rudy, and then I felt super intimidated. Rudy was on point. Yeah, Rudy was very interesting. He, he also had a dog that made a cameo. Okay, I don't. I'm not doing that today. I do have a dog. You were gonna. You were gonna available. Bring, you were gonna bring Drake. So, yeah, I'll get it. I'll I'll get him next time. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So we'll start. We'll start Let's with our uh, esteemed guest. Okay. What is your favorite word? Oh, that's so easy. Really? <laughs> for me? No, for me. Go, Vanessa. Lightning round. However, is my favorite word. Oh, interesting. However. What do you like about it? I decided to stop saying, but I think it sounds more thoughtful. (laughs) So I'll say things like, I feel feel it's more definitive. Like I'll say, I really like your story idea. However, um, you know, it's kind of like how I do things in business. To try and make them sound more definitive. It, it sounds a little dripped in shade, though. It is. Yeah. Ooh. It's a good one. Esther, favorite word? Fuck. That's that pretty was... clear. Yeah. The record reflects. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Next question. 
What turns you on? Led Zeppelin. Um, Radiohead. <laughs> you like <laughs> went to the bands? Okay. Yeah, not. I not, mean, Led not Zeppelin what, is going to be my answer for like fifty percent of these. This isn't what music do you turn on? Yeah. What turns you on? That Led Zeppelin turns me on. Oh, and there's a Led Zeppelin channel on Sirius right now. Deep Tracks Channel 27 is now Led Zeppelin. So I've been very turned on in my car lately. Driving I will take back my Radiohead because you totally threw me a, a curve. Definitely um, sarcasm. I thought you were going to say Def Leppard. <laughs> you said definitely. I was like, wow. Yes, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Poison and Motley Crue. And White Snake. Yeah. No, sarcasm. Like, really good. Sarcasm. Yeah, that is a turn yeah. well, well, that's actually, this is actually a perfect segue to the next question. What turns you off? Stinginess. Oh, oh arrogance. Of all the things to be turned off about. Wait, what? You were breaking up, Ben. Stinginess. Of all the things you can be off about, why stinginess? Stinginess. Oh, like why stinginess, Vanessa? Why an ungenerous spirit or a poor tipper? I think those things are really. That's class. That's tacky. I, that's, I, I'll tell you, um, I dated somebody that became extremely famous, and you've read about him in like Entrepreneur and Inc., and he's an incredible. I'll tell you after. Jack Dorsey. No, no. I'll tell you after. He's so cute. He's everything. But he used to call the Chinese restaurant when I lived in Manhattan. We would we would call the Chinese restaurant for food. And then at the end of the order, he'd go, well, what freebies do you offer with the meal? Like, is it free? Like, do you get, and they would say like, what? And he goes, well, usually like the other place does like a free Coke or a free, like a free um, wonton or something. So what do you have? And that was it. And he's in the papers all the time now. And my mom will call me like, really? Like, what was it? And I go, it was those fucking freebies of the Chinese. Like, who asked? And the restaurant <laughs> was like, wait, even the restaurant was like, what do you want? You know? And he was like, well, Ming's down the street gives me, you know, whatever. So Ming's down the street gives me extra extra whatever maybe maybe whoever guesses that will get the gift card esther who the person was oh yes read your that's a good one and i'll give a hint um he's mexican carlos slim (laughs) yes no Uh, um okay wait 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 can you talk about the gift card (laughs) what he said el chapo el chop it was el chapo (laughs) el chapo is notoriously cheap is he (laughs) no i want to tell you that this person is worth like three billion dollars now uh, oh, so wow. Simple fourth search. I'm maybe just going to something with that I didn't know. Actually, I don't want to do the gift card on this because it's what? Getting, a little, Come on. It's getting a little too. I'll give the gift card to one of you who guesses privately, <laughs> but I can't do it on my face. All right, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Next. This is like okay. when Howard Stern has on Billy Joel, and Howard's like, Billy, remember the time in Long Island? And Billy's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. 
Okay, what, um, okay, next question. What sound or noise do you love? Um, popping bubble wrap. <laughs> Why well, couldn't say Led Zeppelin again? Um, for me, the sound I love is leaves blowing. Like, it's like a breeze, like a cool breeze, like the leaves. Sounds I have nice. to say that in a very soft voice. Nature. My favorite sound is you you talking about the cool breeze that you like. It was gentle. Yeah. <laughs> gentle breeze. Yeah. yeah. Cool breeze. <sighs> okay. My right, next question. Um, what uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, loud chewing. Rude chewing. Bad manners. The sound of stinginess. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> The, the sound money, of some the money sitting tightly in the wallet. Bad sound. The, the sound of someone asking for free hot sauce. Free egg roll. An egg roll who is fuck, valuable. Who, yeah, who fucking gives a free egg roll? That's egg a lot of money. Is valuable. Jesus so, Christ. Uh, so Astro and I last last week uh, uh, we uh, we gave a shout out to Mexico, but I think based on. <laughs> Based on your no, I want, we're going to have to retract the shout out based on your stingy Mexico. No, no, no. I want to give a shout out to Mexico. I love Mexico. If you know me, you know that I love Mexico. Minus, minus the stingy. Uh, that minus, minus, minus Carlos Slim. I love Slim. Mexico so much that Carlos Slim's stinginess just doesn't, didn't, <laughs> will not stop me. He's an older guy, Vanessa, just saying. Who, Carlos Slim? <laughs> We're you know, just gonna. Clinton doesn't use a computer. He does of course. Why would he? Why he would he? He does everything by hand. I just want this podcast to trend that the rumor is that you used to date Carlos. Carlos Slim. Me too. Somehow I think that will give me like new street cred. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Post COVID. Put that in the uh, hashtag, please. Carlos Slim's ex. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect segue to the next question. Perfect <laughs> segue. Uh-huh. I love these. Yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, that's such a good question. Thanks. Uh, I would like to be a politician. Oh, Ooh, God. Especially really? with discretion, your, your, your discretion that you're showing. I'd like to change things that I don't like right now and I think I could do it but I'm I don't always understand I don't understand a lot about politics <laughs> not many do Vanessa and they are running the country so. <laughs> put that on your list Vanessa yeah thank you I, thank I am you I'm very something. interested I'm very interested in politics and I'm a registered lobbyist so if anyone needs lobbying well, especially since you've sold your knowledge of politics so well, I'm sure you'll have a lot of people. But lobbying in politics is kind of different. Yeah, that's true. Is it? Um, my turn? Yeah. Professional. Okay, I've, well, I've already planned this out, clearly. Um, I would like to be a, um, a VP of content acquisitions for Netflix. Ooh. Yeah. 
I like need like twelve million dollars a year to mm -hmm. just essentially acquire really good content from all over the world. Like what? Like those podcasts. Podcasts, albums, fucking flea bag. You know, like shit like that. That like, you know, it's just like trickling into the ether of a webisode and you're just like, that's hilarious. Is Fleabag okay. for you? Was Fleabag like in your top? Me and Ben bonded over Fleabag. Hot Priest all day. That show was awesome. Okay. Why? You didn't watch Fleabag? I don't watch TV. Vanessa, you Netflix. would love Fleabag. I know. I've seen my husband watch and I saw the hot priest and I'm like, she's funny. Um, she is funny, funny, beyond funny. Love right. Her. Sarcasm. She turns you on. Yeah, yeah she does. Mm, okay. Um, go on. And final question. Uh, I don't like this. This is like, what profession would you not like to do? But I think that's a boring last question. Yeah. I had, can I have a final question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go. Okay. My final question to you both is, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Oh, what is love? Does anybody love anybody anyway? Okay. Just how's that, Howard, focus on the question. How's that Howard Jones song? Okay. I was like, oh, God, now my – yeah, Howard Jones. I like him. Uh, what is love to you? To me, it's um, security. Whoa. I know. I know. Is that, that is a, fascinating. Is that a sad answer? <laughs> sad. It's not a sad answer. It was such a quick answer. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, therapy. Years of therapy. Mm. It's also a very female woman answer, security. Yeah, but security to me may mean different things than what it means to other hmm. people. Like how so? Uh, like it's not about financial security per se. Sure. It's about, um, I don't know, like creature comforts, like knowing that they're there. Mm. And my life is very, like I've chosen a life that's, I don't want to say is insecure, but like I have an agency, right? So agency, like your clients, you come and they client, your clients go or, you know, like we live in Miami Beach and some statistics mm. say that Miami Beach is going to be underwater in 30 years. And they, that's the path I've chosen, but I'm really a creature, like a creature of habit. And I, to me, love is security. Hmm. Good answer. Ben? Thanks. Um. So there's one, you know, there's a Ram Das quote that I, for me, is kind of I think is what love's all about. And the quote is, I think something like, "In the end, all we're doing is walking each other home." Mm. So that's, that's, kind what, that's kind of what I beautiful. Think. Yeah, so I think what love is just we're all, you know, I'm not gonna explain it. The quote's fucking perfect, but right, yeah, that's what it is. How much of Ram Das is like? Both of you, because I feel like both of you quote Ram Das. Like, how how deep into Ram Das world are you? Like, or did you go on? Did you ever do the trip to no. Hawaii? Did you read the book? Or I saw the Netflix doc. How was it? It's sad. Really? I mean, it's beautiful and sad and happy and 
You know, that's like the thing about it. The older I get, the more Buddhist I become. Yeah. Where you're just kind of like, you know what? I don't know. And I'm okay. Right. That's very you. That's so you. Yeah. Or but like. Were you raised Buddhist? No. My parent, my, my dad was a Methodist pastor and my mom's a Jesus freak Christian. But even that, like being like raised like in a spiritual level, you're very much about like, just let it go. Like surrender. You really have no control. God, I'm like so far from surrendering anything. Well, I would like have to. to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Getting closer. (sighs) And with that, let's talk about about your, you didn't say, Oh, what is love? Yeah. Yeah, What is love? Esther Park. I think that's, I mean, I do believe like love is unconditional. Do you want me to read the Bible quote? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not boast. Love does not envy. Um, Does John, John, what is it? John, I've I've something. Um, But I think love is unconditional. Love is just like, like, yeah, it's, you could do whatever. It's purely, it's pure acceptance. Pure you know? acceptance. Yeah. No judgment. Just, I love you, man. Sounds good. Wait, before we end it, we got to talk about your gift cards. You're really adamant about your gift cards. I mean, I'm not. I could, keep it for my, I could keep it for myself. What is the gift card? Tell us. It's a, fi- a $50 Visa gift card, and I think we should use it for good. That's like a lot of money. I know. I think it's a really okay. Well, how do we give out the gift card? So, well, what we want people to tune in, right? Yes. So I think if people tune in and they they tell us like, what did Esther say at minute (laughs) six twenty, and what did Ben say at minute? What did Esther say? Love is. Or we could ask them what their version of love is. Oh, I've got one. What? Uh, fuck, marry, kill. What? The three of us? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Just an idea. Well, all my friends are going to want to fuck you, and then they're going to kill me. So. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, um, Sounds like you have a good. <laughs> give me your $50 gift card. Let's go. Um, or no. should we do something charitable like um oh like why not uh <laughs> well I already suggested something that was extremely morbid so it was I'm not too morbid gonna, it was too morbid it was morbid it, well it's not only that it's morbid it's that I have a personal Ben Esther's idea was to get don't um, say no 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 don't say it all right, well, my don't. own, I'm not going to say it. I okay. just don't think that. that okay, we won't do it, but it was more of a, like, a, like a bet. Like, a, it was like a guess, guesstimate. Yeah, I like the closest without going over. I like that. Well, did you read what I wrote back to you? Oh, yeah, the Ian Schrager thing? Lee Schrager. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I think a lot of people do that. So, Lee Schrager is doing these, um, this these bake sales on Sundays and from his home 
with like night owl cookies and macchiolina and the proceeds go to restaurant and hospitality workers that need funds. And I happen to know one restaurateur that I love that he's already um, shared proceeds with him two times and it's helped him a lot from that funding. So I think it's nice. So I was reading that last week he made $29,805 with his bake sale on a Sunday. So I thought whoever guessed what he's going to make this coming Sunday, Mother's Day, without going over would get the gift card. And then we're calling attention to a charity that we like. And we're now forcing anyone who wants to win a $50 gift card that they have to listen to this podcast right now. And we left it right to the last minute. So they're actually going to have to listen to the whole bloody thing. Or they could fast forward. Well, aren't we going to put it in the show notes? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess. Is this part going to be in the show? It's all in the show. It's all in the show, dude. Esther doesn't know how to. This conversation of how we're giving it. So, okay. Yes. I don't know how to edit. And it's not a real podcast. It's real to my fans on Facebook. Oh my God, Vanessa. Did you see how proud my fans were of me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Ben, we have to become Facebook friends so you can see my fans. It was insane. It was way too extra. People were like, Vanessa, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I have friends. She's a loved person. You know what? I know. Spending an hour and a half with her, I can tell why. Yeah, but my point is like, Vanessa, it's not a real podcast. It is. Okay, fine. It's a real podcast, but I'm just. Why are you not as good as Guy Raz? Who the fuck is that? What? Guy Raz. Guy Raz. NPR, how I built this. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is such a good podcast. I, it, Terry Gross or Bust for me. Okay, Terry Gross. Okay. <laughs> um, what are your top three podcasts that you listen to? Me? Yeah, this is bonus round. Yeah, because we're inching to 145, and I, I have a whole strict rule. Either. Go ahead. Yeah, because, all right, I will quickly give you my top three podcasts Rich Roll, okay. On Being, and right now, it's a toss-up between London Real and, um, and uh, I guess Tim Ferriss. He's still okay. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's right. The Daily. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the uh, Tim Ferriss show. And then um, my dad wrote a porno. Oh, that's still going on? Yeah. Your dad's still writing pornos? Oof. No, no, you know, you know that podcast. My dad wrote a porno. I know, know I know, I know. Okay. I don't think, but I, I don't know it. Oh, it's hilarious! It's a British. It's no, a I'm Brit- putting in my phone right now. Put it in, yeah. We won't bore the the one. Okay, so what are we doing with the gift card? I think that's a good idea. How guessing how much? Not Ian Schrager, but <laughs> Lee Schrager bake sale will make on Mother's Day. Right. And we can put that in the show notes. And people can go there and buy night owl cookies and macchiolina and 
Yeah. Also, if they want to. I mean, I want to support that charity because I like supporting that industry, you know? And then everyone should email Vanessa. Email or on my Facebook? Or both. Well, let's do it on my Facebook. Okay. Facebook, Vanessa, the number. Yeah. Wait, what do I do? Post? Well, tomorrow this is going to be ready and then I'll post the link. Yes. And then I'll say, and listen to it to the end. It, it's going to be ready. It's going to be ready in nine minutes because Esther's literally just going to copy and paste this with absolutely zero editing. That's. It will be posted in about like by 7 p.m. today. I'm yeah. going to start a podcast that's going to be called I Thought This Would Be Edited. And it's going <laughs> head to head with Esther's podcast. I was told there'd be editing is the new name of my you signed, you signed a non-compete, Vanessa. So I'll be no, yeah. no their own podcast. Okay. Um, but thanks for co- going on to our fake podcast. I love being on your fake podcast. It's like, seriously, all day I told everybody, like when they were like, what do you, like what's happening? I'm like, I gotta go because in like nine hours, I'm on a podcast, so <laughs> like it's been like my thing today. Um, how are we gonna up this, man? We can't. No, you can't. We, I think we can. I think we're done. I think yeah. this is it. Three it's episodes a in. It's a trilogy, yeah, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy. Um, and done. I'm gonna talk to Jason Odio for your next podcast if he'll give away ramen. <laughs> I think oh, shout out to Jason. I would love Jason on the podcast. Why don't you get him on the podcast? He is too controversial, lady. Mm-mm. Really? I think he's... Yeah, the late, the late is Love Odio. I know. I wanted to do the dating game with Jason Odio. Yeah. Could we do that as like a... You know who refuses to be on our fucking podcast? Who? Max Pierre. Max Pierre. Because Max is so cool that Such we can't know, he can't Such do that lightning round because we can't know everything about him. <laughs> because that would take too much. Like what, you know, like what noise does Max Pierre love? Like that's just information that's too much. Max is a mystery. Yeah, he's got to stay. He's an enigma. Right. Mind you, he was supposed to be our third host. <laughs> Oh, he was gonna be like the host. Oh, right then. Well, to wasn't me, he all like, "Yo, let's do this, let's go, let's go." Oh, that sounds like an opening to me. So, mm. anyways, <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna end this. All right, buddy, okay. say bye. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me and my gift card. <laughs>